Welcome to The Morning Crew, a grief podcast hosted by three gals in their mid-20s. Here, talking about grief is completely normal and a part of our everyday life. So grab a cup of coffee or a drink. Grief conversations can actually be that casual. So let's talk about it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Morning Crew. If you are a frequent listener, you might think that this sounds different than usual, and that is because it does. This is Mads. I am on with Kelsey and Kathy, of course, who just got back from Stagecoach. Um, We've got a big update here, but I'll leave it to the ladies. They're a little hoarse, so I got to take some responsibility from Kathy with the opening. But uh, So, Kathy, uh, tell me about your weekend. It was good. Um, I have 75% of my voice back, which I'm sure you'll be able to listen to. Um, but that's a big improvement from the 0% on Sunday. I didn't realize like how important it is to have your voice, like, and how hard it is to navigate like anything without your voice. Like I genuinely was like, oh my God, like no one cares like about like my opinion or like what I want to eat or whatever. (laughs) Like I was like, I'm so not like seen, like it's a crazy. Um, so it really gave me a quick lesson in that. And, and our lungs are full of dust. I'm sure Kelsey would also agree, but I was also stressed about the day I would lose my voice. Like, first of all, I've never lost my voice at stagecoach. This is actually the first time it's happened to me. Um, and I think it was just the severe amount of dust and everyone I was talking to, they were losing their voice this year. So it seemed to be like a pattern with everybody, but I was also stressed. Like if I did lose my voice, that it would be the, not the day that I met Kelsey. Cause I was like, I want to actually like speak to her. So thankfully it was Sunday, but we met up on Saturday. Um, And we were able to meet up like during sets and it was really awesome. We got to see our height difference in real life, which is also (laughs) great. Um, We took a photo together. I met her roommate. It was lovely. It was great. Um, But we definitely, you were missed Mads. And we talked about how we look forward to one day, obviously, all of us being um, in the same area together. Yes, it was so fun to finally meet in person. I feel like we found each other very quickly too with like the spot we found. And it's like, I feel like I still could have picked you out of a crowd though. I feel like I've stared at your face enough on a screen on a computer (laughs) that I could have still picked you out of like a crowd if we didn't. But I'm glad we planned it. And yeah, we got to talk for a good, what, 10, 15 minutes kind of yeah. a thing. And yeah, my roommate Katie joined too. And it was it was very nice. But yeah, Mads, you were there in spirit and missed. Um we still need to get Where were you guys when you when you met? I need to picture it. And you guys know I've been I've been to the valley before. So I need a picture where you guys were when you had this reunion. It was like to the right of the main stage, um, right like near the VIP entrance, but I have heard, and I I don't know because I've never been to Coachella, that the stages get switched. Like the main stage at Coachella is actually the back of where Stagecoach is. So it's actually like in a different direction. So I would say in according to what you are used to, like the back back of the main stage, like way out (laughs) in the dirt. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. We were lucky to find each other, especially with like the cell reception and stuff, but I'm glad we're able to make it work. 
I think we were both about to say the same thing. And it was kind of eerie, the timing of that, of us meeting. And that was the day that Carrie Underwood was headlining. Um, She's a queen, unbelievable performance, everything, outfit changes, voice. But at one point, she had a big moment that she like acknowledged and she stopped like her set and she asked everyone in the crowd, had they ever lost a loved one, like raise your hand, like bring out your phone light. You know, this is something we can all connect on. We know that like everyone here has lost somebody they loved. And this song, I'll See You Again, is about, you know, seeing that person again. We know Carrie Underwood has like, you know, religious or Christianity like thread through some of her music. So it's kind of like an acknowledgement to heaven and the afterlife. And she created this like massive moment for it. And I mean, it, it was very cool. It was very powerful. Obviously, what she said of like, this is something every human being can connect with. It speaks to what we are trying to speak to on the podcast, but it was a lot standing there. It was a lot standing there. I was at the group of um, four other friends, two of which I'm closer to and know a lot more about my mom's situation than the other two. Um, It was the day after my mom's first birthday. My mom was a big Carrie Underwood fan. My mom's name is Carrie. It was like, there's a lot of layers to that moment, but I did take comfort in like on the drive home when Kathy and I were like, I was texting her the picture of us. I was able to be like, okay, that moment. And it was like very easy to be, to know you were there too. And we could text about it. Um, Like I was thinking of you and you said you were thinking of me too. And yeah, I definitely, I could not sing the lyrics. I'll put it that way. I knew the lyrics I did, but I could not sing without like it being a massive, like emotional moment. Um, so I just kind of sit there and I took it in and I held up my phone light to like all my friends and everyone else did. But yeah, Kathy, what was your experience of, of that moment? Yeah, I, my first thought was actually you, not myself at all. I think, um, after years of just like of grief and like so far out from the loss that those kinds of experiences used to like ping me a little bit more. And that's probably why I thought of you because it's like a fresher loss, obviously for you than it is for me. Like I, I'm so, I don't want to say the wrong word here, not jaded, but more so like I'm um, indifferent in those moments now. Cause they're, it just, if, if every, if I stopped and was like totally. emotional for like every one of those things that come through like a TV show or a concert or whatever, like it would be nonstop. And so I'm just so like immune to it. Maybe that's like the better word. Not yeah, yeah. to say that it obviously doesn't affect it. Not to say that it never affected me. Of course it did. Like it, it, it used to a lot. And so you were actually my first thought And I was, like, trying not to record a lot on my phone, actually, at the concert. And that was one moment that I was like, okay, this is actually kind of cool, I thought. And I think I will record, like, part of this song. So I did record. And it was really sweet to see, like, all of the lights um, in the stadium or in the audience. Um, And I was with um, people that had lost their – had lost a parent. 
uh, before too. So we didn't really like acknowledge it more so between us, I would say. Uh, I don't know if you did with your friends like after or anything like that, but I definitely was thinking of you and I thought it was cool that it was like the day that we met too. So I don't know, there was something special about that set, but I, I, and it is crazy because she did make a bigger statement out of that song than like yes, just singing like any it. other like, song yeah yeah and it was random to me because I don't know well it's what I was thinking like it's yeah it's crazy and it's eerie that like she had said that right when you guys met each other and we're in the same space for the first time but like I've also seen her perform that song before and she doesn't say she doesn't do that every time so it's very interesting to see that like yes how cool it was though. cool and for those who are listening who've not been to stagecoach we're talking like a crowd of 75,000 plus people and you look back and around you and there are a lot of phone lights out. Like you can probably Google it and see or like she's probably posted with it. So it was just like whether you had someone or not, it was just a powerful visual anyway. But yeah, in the moment, I did not acknowledge it with anyone. I didn't like want to. I just kind of like stayed focused. I knew they were thinking it, of course, like it was yeah. one of those where like, I know, I know they're probably looking at me or they're thinking of this, but I'm just going to like stay, stay facing forward. And then I just made a comment to, um, one of my good friends I was with who I've known for like the longest time and who's known my mom the longest. And I was like, man, hitting, hitting all, all the feels of like, I'll see you again. And she was like, oh my gosh, I know. Like I was looking at you, but it was so cool and powerful. I was like, yeah. And that, that's kind of all we did to address it. But it was eerie with the timing, and that's very sweet that you thought of me too. No, it was I, – I get what you're saying though for you. It's almost like you get like a thicker skin or you get desensitized to it over time. Um, so that that definitely makes sense. But no, it was, it was cool, and she was amazing, but it was also a lot. Maybe we can um, get Kathy's video that she took and post it so oh, everyone yeah. can see it, myself included. Yes, I will try to take <laughs> uh, send that to you. I will caveat that a lot of my videos are blurry. The wind is also <laughs> so loud <laughs> in my videos, which is hilarious. Like looking back and listening to them, I'm like, oh my God, the wind is so loud in the video. Um, but yeah, you can get my C plus quality video uh, <laughs> up on <laughs> we can maybe pull like a picture like I, I think I saw she posted in one of them like a, a yeah. shot or maybe the stagecoach account did post where you see all the phone lights and but it is a reminder like looking out onto a crowd of that many people like everyone is impacted by grief and loses a loved one unfortunately and yeah I wonder if Carrie like had gone through something and that was the reason she paid more attention to it. But regardless, she created a powerful moment. It definitely added some emotion, but it was also really sweet. And it shows also how powerful music can be and songs and all of that. I was I was already a little bit nervous going into her set just because I knew my mom liked her so much and I have memories of like listening to music like in the car with her and I, I created the like funeral church playlist where like you have a handful of songs you pick when people are walking in and when you're walking in and some of the songs were Carrie Underwood. So I was like, like, don't forget to remember me was one I was kind of like waiting for, but she never sang. Um, so then see you again, kind of almost like took me by surprise and it was even deeper and she made the moment out of it. So 
all, all of the feels, all of the feels. And, you know, I said it was her birthday uh, last week and then it is Mother's Day this upcoming week, which is the the episode title talking about that and getting through the first one. Um, and I maybe because I was thinking so much about Mother's yeah. Day, I underestimated her birthday a little bit and her birthday was sneaky tough like in the first birthday. And I, I wasn't with my family because, you know, I was at Stagecoach. I was with my friends. I was at our, our co- family condo where we have lots of happy memories. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be with my friends. I'm going to have a lot of distractions. Like that's better than just like a work day. But something about being at a place that's so fun and so high energy and with friends, you know, I acknowledged it with my friends a little bit and people were texting me all day. But it was weird to be, need to be like, happy and in a fun environment and you're dressing up and you're drinking and also be thinking about that. So in a weird way, that snuck up on me where Mother's Day I'm expecting to be more in my face. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask you, Kels. I know you feel like it's been a uh, a heavy, not heavy, yeah, a heavy couple, couple of days or a week um, with a lot going on between your mom's birthday and Mother's Day and uh, Stagecoach. So um, I've definitely been thinking about you. Um, how did you, how did you handle that when you were there? Like how did, were you able to like kind of shake it off and like drink and have fun and go do this stuff or did you, was, did you have a harder time doing that? And did it surprise you? That was your reaction. Yeah, it, it did surprise me and I like woke up thinking about it more. I just being at, in that environment, you know, we have family pictures up, we have lots of memories up. It's not like just being in my kind of like neutral SF apartment. So that triggered things. And a lot of her friends and our family and family friends were texting. It was really sweet to see reaction of some friends on the our Instagram page, the morning crew. I am glad that was actually a good outlet, you guys, that because I didn't post anything on my personal page, but to be able to post the birthday posts and like have to write a caption for our page was definitely nice as an outlet. Um, but I, I was still able to have fun. It goes back to your, like two emotions can be true. You know what I mean? Like I was still able to have fun. I was still able to enjoy the day, but it was just a, instead of being a very light faint undercurrent, it was just a stronger undercurrent. Yeah, I was, it was funny. I was, I didn't tell Kathy that, um, she texted me about it. I don't know why I didn't respond and say it, but, um, whenever we were writing that post, I was, I, I wrote to you and I was like, Hey, I am fully want to do this, but if this is something you want to do and like, you think that like, this could be like a healing or like a thing for you to do, like you hear, like, go ahead. It's, the graphic is there, but if you want me to do it, like, that's totally fine. I want to respect whatever. And you're like, no, I think it will be a good thing for me to try to do. And like, I think that's something I, a challenge I want to take on. And, um, that was that was something that I found really like admirable, and um, I was I just wasn't so I wasn't sure, and that's what you know like I made sure like the first like as soon as I remembered I texted you on that day, and I just kind of wanted to figure out how you wanted to handle it. Um, but I'm really glad that you got to do that, and I'm glad that um, you were so open with with us and able to kind of share that with us this year. Yeah, for sure. No, thank you. And I appreciate it you laying it out that way because if I was in a place where I was like, uh, I don't want to have to deal with this, like I would have appreciated, but I was like, no, this feels good. feels like like a little outlet to kind of give to this. And, you know, it's thinking about like past birthdays, you know, like her last birthday, she was pretty sick, but the one before during COVID ended up being like 
the lockdown was a total blessing that all of us got to be together and we got really creative, my sister and I, about like how we were going to make it fun at home. And for anyone who had COVID birthdays, like we coordinated surprise like drive-bys from some of our friends and we had the different takeout and we did all the decorations. And of course, my dad was involved too. And I remember and my mom did say like that was one of her favorite birthdays she had. So I was... We were thinking about that. My dad like shared that picture and the little group message we have. So it was nice reflecting on that. And um, like, I, you know, my whole life, I always had dealt with, you know, my mom's birthday being close to Mother's Day. And it was always a joke. My sister and I being like, we just got her a present. Now we have to get her another present. And now it's having them close together is different in another way. Um, um, I will not be at a music festival again for Mother's Day. Um, I will be in San Francisco, um, my sister is coming to visit for the weekend, which I think will be great. And we kind of have a plan of attack to the best of our ability. Um, she felt the same way that the birthday snuck up on her too. We are going to be off of our phones as much as possible. We're going to get massages. My mom loved massages and spa days. And we are going to not go to like brunchy places or places that traditionally have a lot of Mother's Day activities. That sounds like a great plan of attack. I was going to ask you what it was, but sounds like you've laid it out. Um, but I feel like a relaxing, like almost like a self-care. I do self-care Sundays in general, by the way, and I very much so encourage everybody <laughs> to do them normally. But it, you have to do like self-care Sunday on steroids, basically, uh, this Sunday. Um, and so all of that sounds amazing. And I actually wanted to also touch on the Instagram post from our handle because I feel like even um, seeing it so publicly like was almost like a fresh reminder for me of how all of these strangers now know because I was somebody that unless you knew me really well, you wouldn't know when my dad's birthday is. And so I would it, it just started make to make me think like, when and if that time comes like for my dad's birthday that all of these random strangers would know and I just I don't know it was just a thought that like came across my head because I was seeing all these comments on it saying happy birthday and like we all obviously have access to the Instagram handle so we get the notifications for it and even I was feeling like a little bit flooded with like whoa like this is this is kind of a lot um and it wasn't even my family member. And so I was like, oh, my God, like, there's something here, maybe a little bit to unpack of like, how I have been that that's one thing that not many people know about. Um, like my like the day that my dad of my dad's birthday. Um, and so just I don't I, I was very curious to see how like, you were handling it. But it sounds like it was a positive outlet for you, which is a really great like perspective. Kathy, um, that was going to, I was, I was going to ask you, do you, and I don't want to touch too much on it because I know that we're probably going to have a Father's Day episode as well, but do you have any like advice or things that you remember or anything that you just want to touch on if you remember your first Father's Day without your dad? Yes. Um, I think I probably have advice from just, um, the amount of a Father's Day's spent without my dad, but, um, I think the first one, or I, gosh, like it just, 
I was like blacked. Like it's all just a blackout. Um, I'm not, I was blacked out, but I was, I did go through a blackout. Um, <laughs> I and thought you were blacked out and I was like, I think you were 13. But, At the you know, age of 13, I was, yeah. <laughs> which, um, no, I wasn't. Um, no, I, I, I honestly don't remember the first and that's the also kind of like a uh, side of, having going through a loss so young is they all kind of start to blend together once there are so many years and there are standouts but even even the first ones like I don't remember I do know like around the holidays timing I would get sick every single year and I found out from I think it was like my high school therapist saying like it's common for that to happen to people because your immune system like legit shuts down because of like how emotional and sad and like tough it is on you that I've heard that people get sick. So I know I was getting sick a lot like during the holidays. I don't remember if it for Father's Day. Um and yes, I think more to touch on, but um also my mom's birthday some on some years falls on Father's Day, which really oh, fucking sucks. Like really I can go into that on one more on Father's Day episode um and a little bit of how that's been navigated. But um for the most part, I stay off social media. I have deleted. That was a tip that I think I got like a couple in the more recent years. Thank God that I have done that. It has made life like so much nicer on those days. Um, if I am like not if I have friends that aren't doing things with their parents or like you have friends in SF that aren't from SF and aren't flying home or anything like hanging out with those people because it's not like they have plans either that day or um, they're just looking for like something to keep occupied as well. Watching movies with my friends has always been good and obviously like nothing that's really triggering or anything like that. Um, I remember, I think in the in pandemic, correct me if I'm wrong, but it like there was like a Disney, <laughs> as if you guys also watched this, it was like a Disney sing along like on Mother's Day. And it was like the thick of the pandemic, like in 2020 when we were all on. Like, okay, it. thank you. And I was like, I was singing along. I was like, so happy, jolly, whatever, like posting on my story. And I had like told my friend who really likes Disney about it, not even thinking that it was like a reminder of her and the loss of her mom. And she was full on like bawling the entire Disney thing. And I was like, shit, I didn't think about it like at all. And I was like, you just love Disney. This is uplifting like right now with just like everything going on in the world. And then she was like, I'm fully bawling, cannot watch this. And I already sent it to my siblings. And then she was like, immediately like, retracted her statement on it was like don't go watch it like it's emotional whatever so (laughs) definitely avoiding anything that's like triggering like that um I would say those have been like my big pieces of advice and for the birthday thing honestly I have started to um because that's more personal to the person versus father's day is like a holiday for his birthday, I have like a playlist that I kind of wake up to and I listen to on that day of music that he liked. And it's very like obviously like positive. Like he was very into 70s, like funk music and stuff. And so I have that to play on like that day to kind of like it's a special reminder and only I like know what the uh, symbolism is there. And so that's another thing that I'll just throw out in terms of like birthdays and remembering them. 
I love that. Thank you for all of that advice. I was wanting to ask you for any tips and tricks. And even with social media, like you said, like deleting it, even for like the day after, because the way like the algorithm works is like it'll still pop up for a couple of days. So that'll probably do me some good anyway to be off of social media for a little bit. I love the playlist thing. I really like that. I think that's a super cool, like you said, the birthday like is more personal from that perspective. And I know my sister was able to spend a day like going and being doing it like her own thing and going to places that my mom would have liked and eating things she would have liked to eat and drinking things she would have like, she kind of more had the space to like really acknowledge it, which I think is still hard in its own way, but nice. So maybe that's why, because I wasn't fully in a space to be able to acknowledge it being at a music festival. Um, you know, that maybe that's where like the disconnect came for me. But back to the Instagram thing, it was really sweet to see because a lot of the comments were from like my friends, but there were some comments from people who just follow the podcast or one of your guys's friends. And that was like very nice to see. Yeah. That was like, I think the eye opening one for me of like, whoa, like it's, it's like really real now kind of thing. Yes. And it, it, for me at least, and Kathy, I hope you'll feel this way. It felt even more supportive. Like there's just like a bigger network of people out there who are like aware of it and like want to be supportive or want to provide comfort. So I ended up like it was, it was nice to, to see that for me at least. Um, but no, the, everyone has said who I've talked to the first year is shitty, the shittiest, the sharpest. There will always be milestones but the firsts of all the, you know, we've gotten through a lot of firsts, but these two are big ones and being back to back are big ones. And then I will also acknowledge that because also the anniversary of her passing, which is June 11th, is kind of around the corner too. This is also kind of bringing up times of like where we were at this time a year ago, which is where things were getting, you know, like harder and she was getting sicker and we didn't know exactly the extent of everything yet. So it's layered in that, that it's like bringing up the, where my headspace was and where life was a year ago, like knowing and not knowing what was coming at the same time. So I would say at least for me and my personal situation, like that, the, Mother's Day is also kind of indicating that. And I'm so glad I did come home for Mother's Day last year. Something, I don't remember the planning. I almost didn't. And like my friend was driving home and she gave me a ride and I kind of surprised her. But by the time I got there and she was so happy and it was great that I was there, but her health was definitely like really taking a turn. So it's kind of bringing up that time. And I'm sure this next like month and leading up to June 11th, that'll kind of all sink in too, which is, you know, the birthdays or the stuff you want to kind of remember and fixate on the, the sick times and like the, the anniversary is not the times that we want to be sitting on. So I don't know, Mads or Kathy, if you guys have advice since you guys have both been through the year anniversary of like passing and like that could honestly be its whole other episode, but really all the firsts are just such a joy. Um, yeah, I know that, I mean, I know I've said it before. It was kind of hard. Um, this last, I don't know 
what was it? It would have been his birthday. Oh no, no, it was the year, the year, the year of the passing um, of my grandpa. I was with my mom that day. Um, and I think I might have touched on it. And I remember that it was hard for me to figure out how to like support her, but also like not like be like I was also in a weird headspace. Um, I know that it was I remember and I'm not proud of it. And I am surprised I've even telling you guys this. Um, but I remember she was like kind of being like snarky to me. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, what is wrong with you? You're being insane. And she's like, my dad died a year ago today. And I was like, well, my grandpa died a year ago today. And I like kind of snapped back at her. And I was like, yeah, no shit. And I was like, what? And then I kind of stepped back and I was like, we're both just feeling the same emotion. And we're both like feeling hurt. But like, I was so nasty to my mom. And I was like, oh my God. And like, we ended up just like snapping out of it and like eating dinner, but it was like a crazy thing I remember. Um, and that was that was just recent. Um, it'll be interesting because you know I feel like everything is kind of different. You kind of learn, and it's hard. Whatever. I'm um, far away from my family, so I wasn't able to be there for some of the um, experiences. But Kathy, I don't know. Have you ever? Do you have any experience or any kind of thing that is is interesting with with birthdays and stuff supporting your your mom? Or- yeah, um, I think that it's tough. I have a kind of layered uh, relationship with my mom, and I think that we grieve very differently, I will say. And um, I'm sure there are people out there that could relate to that. And so I think, like, for years, it was kind of like my mom driving me to the cemetery, like on Father's Day or um, on his birthday or things like that. And then it ended up me driving. It ended up being like me driving myself to the to the cemetery. Um, and I think I appreciate my time and the way that I grieve a lot more and being more comfortable in it by myself, to be honest. So I will say that. It's been obviously like we would support each other, but I think we just grieve very differently. I'm way more internalized about my grief than I think like my mom is. And I think like there have been times where like I am not showing a lot of emotion. And for my mom, she would think that that means like I wasn't actually sad or I wasn't grieving or anything like that. But no, like it was happening either behind closed doors or in a different way. And so I think that's another thing is like just to give yourself a lot of grace in the way that you do or you need to grieve because you may not be able to like support somebody else because of the way that you're grieving or how it's affecting you this year versus next year. Like there are difficult years and then there are just like some years that it's not as difficult to be honest. Um, and so I don't know, I think just having grace with yourself of like, it's okay to grieve the way that you do. And it's okay to not have to like support other people on those days. Like even if they are your close family members, like I think you got to be a little bit selfish, honestly, on those days. That makes me feel better about yelling at my mom then. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's good and helpful advice. And I think to both your guys's points, it's just helpful to share out that like really there is the widest range of emotional reactions to grieving and every reaction is valid and okay. And it doesn't look the same from one person to another, not even within the same family. So you can like, we have this podcast to share our experiences, but like 
that's a great example of like, you can be angry, you can be on edge, you can be the one that's crying all the time at everything, or you can be the one that cries behind closed doors, or you want to be alone, or you want to talk to people. And it's like good to hear that there are so many different options and outlets and emotions and paths. And some days you can be one way and you can totally change your mind or change how you feel and want something different another day. And that's what makes grief so hard is there's no like guidebook. The whole like five steps or phases of grief I know has been now like disproven by so many people that it's like, yes, you could feel those five things but it's not linear at all. You don't feel them in a certain way. And then you check the box and you're done grieving. So I think I'm glad you guys both shared that. And I appreciate you both sharing those two examples because it's very representative of the utter like hurricane shit show grief is and shows up so differently in so many of us. Um, But yeah, so thank you. I also like to that point of it hitting so many people want to bring up because we had been talking about this in our group message um, is that all of us have received emails from, you know, we're all on all these marketing email lists for all these different companies out there. And, you know, maybe some of us read them more than others, but a decent amount of time ago, I actually got an email from Etsy reading, essentially saying, if you want to opt out of Mother's Day and Father's Day emails, here's a button, go ahead. And Mads, I'm going to turn it to you because I think you started collecting a list of brands that do this. And I think it's amazing. I felt personally so like acknowledged that, that, that they offered that. Um, it's not that I have an expectation that every company on the face of the earth is going to do that, but knowing that there are a lot of companies that are aware of that, and I saw a blue bottle one that got a lot of traction on like LinkedIn, it's great to see a reaction where you're just acknowledging and it's something so little to them, but it actually made me want to like shop at Etsy more because they were thoughtful enough to think of that. But Mads, you put together, I think, a good list and you also work in that space yourself too. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, Kels. Um, I I do have a list and I'm going to go through it. But it's something I know I touched on it a tiny bit last episode, but it's something that I have been aware of because um, I do marketing for all sorts of brands. But it's also in this weird line that if brands have an ad agency, I don't know. If they don't tell me that I can do that, I can't just do it. Um, so I'm kind of like, like a lot of my clients are trying to, or want to do these Mother's Day specials and stuff. And it's something that I'm very aware of. Cause I'm like, I'm putting out this content that I appreciate other people aren't like, they don't, I'm not giving people an option if they want to consume this or not. Um, and so it's been kind of this fine line I've walked and I don't know if I would have had it if we haven't been having these like open conversations all the time. Like I definitely like usually post something that's like, you know, Mother's Day looks different for everyone. Um, but I don't know that it would have been top of mind at work the way it has. Um, so that being said, I am – when I do post, I do post for my agency and I am going to do on like a, a slide of the post after we do all of our Mother's Day stuff or have a Mother's Day to like, you know, um, we know that Mother's Day looks different for everybody. Um, and that's one brand I can actually be the voice of. So I'm excited to do that. And I don't think my bosses would get mad. Hopefully not. Um, but the list I have um, of other companies who have done this, I have Etsy, Kitsch, who makes like um, face masks and scrunchies and stuff. Um, yeah, accessories. Shop Runner, Open Table, Canva. And I think I, think I got one from – I can't read it. 
or I think I got one from like an old Navy or Banana Republic or something kind of like that. Um, and Kathy, we were talking and Kathy told me that she feels like a brand has been going extra haywire on it. Kathy, what did, you don't have to say the brand if you don't want to. But what did you say? Yeah, about I'm the, not going to like, the, uh, I won't trash any brand or like bring anybody down. We'll only highlight the positives. But I just feel like some of them for push notifications, like if it's a service, especially if it's a service that offers flowers, it's like almost nonstop every single day that I'm getting them. So that's, that's the part where I'm like, at least you could be, you could pull back a little bit, but at the same time, it's business. I know what they're doing. They're really trying to capitalize on the one day that they know that they can get a lot of sales. And I'm sure people are looking to this service to use them for Mother's Day. And especially because it's like a last minute thing and people are really late to the game with the gifts and stuff. But even I was feeling like a sense of like, wow, this is a lot and it's a lot for me to handle. So I definitely appreciate all of those companies. One more I'll add to the list is Jenny's Ice Cream, which I love and is a great gift for anybody if they want to ship nationwide. Um, Yeah, no. And I'm sure there's so (laughs) many more that we're missing too, but it's just great to see that that list is growing. And what's hard and is a double-edged sword is like, I loved shopping for presents for my mom for birthday and Mother's Day. And I am susceptible to email and Instagram marketing. And it would give me ideas for things that I could get for her. And I still have like aunts and grandmas and other people. Um, So I I don't want to try to make it seem like, oh, like every company out there needs to shut this down and no one can say around me Happy Mother's Day and I can't walk into a store and see a Mother's Day card display. It's like there there's self accountability of like it like the whole like I'm going to go off social media. I'm going to go like delete my emails. You know, I'm going to avoid like Hallmark stores and that's on me. But it's just an interesting line because on the other hand. It doesn't take much for a company to just send like, hey, do you want to opt out of these emails? And again, to my point, it made me want to shop at them more because they're thoughtful. And I've been in other Facebook groups, like I said, LinkedIn, and the comments are overwhelming that people feel like it's a positive thing. So I do hope more more companies can do it, but that's not to take responsibility off like myself to just know that like I'm in control of what I'm around to a certain extent. Yeah, Kelsey, that's a great point. It's something, yeah, it's some a great thing I feel like you can remember, you need to remember in like a lot of different stages of the grief. I was going to ask you when you did get that email, did you like opt out or did you I did. just it kind of ignore I did it? opt out because I'm like, look, I'm going to be getting plenty of others. Like if I can lighten the inbox load a little bit, like I'm going to do it. Um, so that was great. And I, that's the only one I've personally received, but I have seen, like I said, like posts and people sharing other ones. Um But yeah, and to your social media point too, with social media, it goes to like, again, I can choose not to look at it. I most, I think most Mother's Days like would post at least like a story or something or a picture. You know, you see everyone doing it, you feel inclined to, but now I'm just naturally going to look at that differently. Like when Father's Day comes around or when other, you know, events come around, it's something I just want to be more thoughtful of. Um. But then I get it because I've been on the other side and I, you know, if I could share a picture, current picture of my mom and I, like I would. So I don't know how you guys feel or Kathy, how you feel about that one. Yeah. Um. Well, first, I kind of caught something that you said that 
I kind of wanted to challenge you on, which is you were saying you feel like you can hold yourself accountable or responsible for doing those things. And I don't know the language of that makes me feel like it's like your actions, like like you did something wrong or anything or like it's on you. But I kind of like it, it cha- like shifting the narrative to like you have the power to control it versus like you have to have the responsibility to opt out of those things. Cause I think that was the biggest thing for me in social media was like, I have the power to control like what I see. And like, I felt so good about that instead of like, Oh, I need to do this like for myself because no one else is going to do it for me. Like I, I take, um, uh, the responsibility. I don't know. There was just something about that language that I was like, I felt more empowered that I could control what I can see. So that was just something that I kind of wanted to call out because I think for me, it's, I, I don't know, at least for me, it, it helps me shape like the whole narrative around around it all when I, when I feel in control and I can do things to help myself um, versus like having to, if that makes sense. No, thank you for calling me out. That is such a great shift of language. Um, yeah, even when I said the word accountability, that kind of like didn't feel right when I said it, but I couldn't, that was the word that came to mind, but it is more of an empowering thing and feeling like, yes, like I do not have to be like a victim to society's like overwhelming, like exactly. push of Mother's exactly. Day versus like, oh, I need to do this. Yeah, no, that is a good reframe and call out because that is more what we're like my sister and I are trying to lean into and we're trying to like make the day as like fun for each other as possible like it kind of goes into the dark humor stuff we talked about like well it's our first mother's day without our mom we might as well get two scoops of ice cream today instead of one you know like that kind of like (laughs) jokingness is how we're kind of trying to approach it and like oh she would have wanted us to get the nicer alcohol right like like trying to (laughs) it's like it's it's a shitty thing and it's a shitty day so it's like you might as well make the most of it but yeah good distinction it's an empowering thing to be able to take control over the areas you can control not like a accountability this is a chore I have to do and then in terms of the friends or people posting obviously like of their parents I think um yeah I think I this kind of ties back to our last episode of like I would have those feelings of guilt and jealousy a lot on those days with social media and it was really like negative feelings honestly in the first couple of years, especially as a teenager and all of this stuff. And then I think like, as I got older, I kind of appreciated more seeing the posts of people's families and um, almost like as an adult, seeing the adult appreciation for their parent and more so than like when I was a teenager, because I think that was just a a different um, relationship at the time. I almost felt like it was the thing to post like with your parents on the day, just because that's what everyone was doing versus now it feels more pure for some reason, which I know still like there are, I I know still people obviously are posting because just because of the day, but for some reason it, it feels a lot nicer. Um, But as it said before, I think just deleting the app for the two days has been kind of where I stand with it still. Um, it's gone okay. It's been okay to see things now um, and just allow it to be in my world. But 
that's the one thing that I do feel I have power over. And I think I will continue to do that. So yeah, no, that's great. And thinking about, like you said, like other people's actions or your friend's actions, like I wouldn't want a friend listening to this to feel like scared to ever post like a photo with their family again or anything like that. Like it goes back to, you know, I don't want people like perpetually walking on eggshells around me or anything too, which kind of does go into our next episode a bit, um, teasing, which is an episode on how to support people who have lost a loved one, whether that's like right in the very moment or if you meet them later in their grieving process, the little things, the big things, depending on your relationship with them, all those things we are going to dive into next time. Yeah, on a quick um, note on that, it was funny because I found myself even literally tonight, I had sent, I was talking to Kathy beforehand and I was like very, very, very much thirsting over Sean Mendez as I usually do. Um, and there are only certain people you could talk about that with. So I was like, oh, Kathy gets it. <laughs> so I was sending her screenshots and I was t- sending her screenshots of this conversation to me and my dad. And even then for a moment, I was like, wait. Should I like I I sent her over my mom and I didn't think about it when I sent her what I said to my mom, but when I sent her what I said to my dad, I was like, ooh, is that douchebaggy? And then I was like, no, like we talk about that, like we talk about this stuff, like and it's not and it's been so long. But even I still have those thoughts of like, even though we literally are like the most honest and open people with each other, I was like, I had a a quick second where I second guessed it, which was kind of uh I literally didn't even think about that. Like it's gone. (laughs) I'm so like once again, like I'm so like I guess desensitize like I like that doesn't even cross my mind at this point. So definitely, that is so don't funny. restrict your your text messages. Yeah, with your dad right. that you want to share, especially <laughs> if it's about Sean Mendes. <laughs> <laughs> also thinking about the like, oh, we're so open with each other. That made me think of um, Kathy when we met. Um, we're like, wow, it's so weird to like meet in person and be like, we know each other's like deepest, darkest, like traumatic secrets, but I don't even know like what your favorite color is and like <laughs> what music you're excited to listen to. And it was so funny, like meeting and talking and having like a normal conversation, like not about grief and death and all these like deep, sad things like, oh, yeah, like you're kind of drunk. I'm kind of drunk. We're listening to music. I'm with my friend. It was like it was such a fun way to be like normal together but we like know so much about each other and I learned that your favorite color is blue and my and Kelsey learned that my favorite color is purple so <laughs> yes. we finally got the real good stuff out of the way yes and my favorite color is blue too so um now we have it all covered um I also wanted to say that as we talk about this um I did have a birthday and I felt so much love from everybody. It was an incredible, incredible birthday. And then I ran home on lunch to do something for the dog. And Kathy and Kelsey had sent me the most beautiful flowers. And it honestly probably would have been the very, very, very last person I would have expected to get flowers from just because like we didn't even really have each other's like information until like the day before my birthday. Um, so thank you guys. You made me feel so incredibly loved. And my favorite part of it was that they had stalked one of my friends that follows the podcast and asked her for my address. And then I called her and she was like, oh yeah, I should probably should have just be giving your address out to every stranger on the internet who asks me. <laughs> I was like, did you like vet them? And she was like, no. And I was like, okay. Um, but I want you guys to know that uh, how much that meant to me. And I know I've talked to you about it privately, but 
it was just the very sweetest gesture. But I wanted to make sure I shared that light note. Oh, of course. We're so glad. And it was fun to be a little sleuthy, sneaky. Your friend did text <laughs> us back very quickly, which was helpful for us in our planning <laughs> of the flower delivery. Um, but no, it was it was fun. And it was, yeah, we like the element of surprise and birthdays are a big deal. And we had recorded the last episode the day before your birthday. So we felt like connected to it. And yeah, even though we have not met in person, Mads, we still clearly all are very connected at this <laughs> point. So it needed to happen. And we chose blue. Like, I think there was some blue in that flower arrangement. There which were now, a lot like, of Now blue. I know that it's your favorite color. That's yes. amazing. <laughs> there was blue and the vase was blue. So it was yeah. perfect for me. Um, but no, guys, thank you for making sure I felt loved. I really, really, it means a lot to me. Of course. Oh, what a sweet and positive note to end on, you guys. That just so wholesome <laughs> of us. Something not so depressing for once. Let's let's end it there before it gets depressing again. Perfect. I I like it. So just to reiterate, our Instagram handle is at the morning crew, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, as Kelsey always gives us. Um, we have an email, the morning crew at Gmail, if you ever want to email us of any topics or anything that sticks out to you. Feedback, we are super open to it. We have a Facebook group of a community of people who most of them have gone through a loss. So I think it's been, it's a great support tool. If you're interested in that, you can just search for the Morning Crew podcast group on Facebook. Did I miss anything else? I think you nailed it. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Well done. Well <laughs> done with the spelling and everything. And next episode, we will discuss all of our tips and advice and how we've gone through supporting other people. So looking forward to that. And I think that's it. Mm-hmm.